This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. This month, Amon Amarth will release their new album, Berserker, via Metal Blade Records, comprising 12 monstrous heavy metal anthems that bulge with irresistible melodic hooks, bursts of thrilling savagery, and moments of spine-tingling dynamic drama. Berserker is the result of the huge surge of creativity and a collective desire to keep moving forward with no compromise. Purchase your copy of Berserker now at metalblade.com slash amonamarth. Once again, metalblade.com slash amonamarth. I want to remind you guys that this show is sponsored by Rockabilia. Need to stock up on some of your favorite band's merch? Go to rockabilia.com and put some on your wish list. They're the one-stop shop for all your band merch needs. Need to buy a gift for someone and know what bands they're into? Pick up something from Rockabilia. You won't be disappointed with the selection, and you can get 10% off with the code PCJabberJaw. So head on over to rockabilia.com and use the promo code PCJabberJaw and save 10% today. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined by... My name is Brandon Hahn, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Mr. Hahn Comedy. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And also... <laughs> I'm Jocelyn Sharp. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp. And you guys, if you want to locate me, Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend Official on Instagram this week. Oh, exciting. Exciting. We're talking to Johnny Davey of his new project, Serpent of Gnosis, guys. That record, As I Drink from the Infinite Well of Inebriation, is out June 14th. But before we get to the interview, guys, we always like to talk about the Metal Sucks news. And obviously, we can't gloss over the sad, tragic story that happened this week. We're not going to say too much about it, but we do definitely want to send out our condolences to Clown from Slipknot, who lost his younger daughter at the age of 22. Everybody here at the Metal Sucks podcast, our condolences go out to him and his family. And if you look at the metal community, all the kind words that have been sent his way, makes me proud to be part of that. Again, not much we can touch on on that, man. Yeah, just yeah it's just, just a real tragedy. So it's a yeah. tragedy through and through. So we're just going to kind of move past that. So the next story we want to talk about, also kind of a sad story. Vinnie Paul Abbott, as we know, he passed away last year. They they laid his gravestone right next to Dimebag Daryl's out there in Texas. But I do want to discuss what was written on his gravestone, if I may. Okay, tell us. I don't, uh, I don't want to make this sound funny or bad or brash because it is a resting place. But uh, this is what was written. This is the quote that they chose out of all the great Vinnie Paul quotes that he has. Don't ever think it's not a good time. If you do think it's not a good time, a good time is a good time. A bad time is a bad time. And a wonderful time is irreplaceable. Hell yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that. That's what I was going to have on my gravestone. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, you, uh, well, what he pump. didn't choose it. Oh, okay, who did? Uh, uh, you think Vinny choose, chose it after yeah. his death? No. <laughs> Maybe he had it he planned back, out. Somebody had a seance. And they were like, Vinny. Maybe he had it planned out. You know what I mean? He said, This is what I want in my tombstone. Don't ever think it's not a good time. If you do think it's not a good time, a good time is a good time. A bad time is a bad time. That's, that's Vinny's No, no, no. There's out. a fine line. If it's a bad time, you know, 
Maybe, he, d- maybe he did choose this and it's like a prank. <laughs> yeah. It's like a prank that we're never going to hear the punchline to. My, what I want in my tombstone is. Him. Yeah. It fits. It him. does. That's what I'm saying. It really if, fits if you, him, but if anybody it's, ever it's met, ludicrous. If anybody yeah. ever met Vinny, his whole mantra was having a good time. It was always putting a smile on everyone else's face. So it does fit him. All I'm saying is, is. Yeah, you could do a little bit better, a little deeper is all I'm saying. Yeah. And that's the equivalent of going, yo, tits are dope. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know <laughs> yeah. And Vinny said a lot of great <laughs> shit in his time. Like, there's a lot of inspiring things that he said yeah. in interviews and in videos that you could, or in like anything that you could have put on there. And that was what you chose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Having sex is a good time. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I mean, but everything you said is true. Tits are dope. Having sex is a good time. It's true. They yeah. Are. Yeah, exactly. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to walk. Yeah. away from meats going tits are dope but going you know what i never looked at it that way brandon you know what you. i changed my i changed my mind this is the correct way to write a gravestone fuck all that serious like beloved grandfather shit fuck yeah, that exactly tell people what you really think about the world hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just impressed that there's a band out there called hell yeah and it's a serious band yes i mean Vin- Vinny pulled that off that's what i'm getting at go, dude. that's what i'm getting at and I mean, they he never it off. he never took away the party you know like that's part of it like the party had to be injected always and everything that's what i'm getting that's what i'm saying with Vinny. it's like there was always a party there was always smiles if you knew him uh he all the whole deal was he just wanted to make everyone that was surrounding him have a good time but you know not he, a bad time and he did not a bad time and he did hell yeah Every hell time, yeah. every time we were around him, he did. The next story we want to jump on, guys, another death story kind of related. We got a lot of sad death stories we got this week. But Sanctuary, as we all know, World Dane passed last year, put out an excellent solo record as a goodbye that we put on our top list of last year. Um, they are going to soldier on with that world and uh, keep the flame of fire going with uh, new vocalist Joseph Michael, who, by the way, handles duties great. Thoughts, feelings, World Dane's replacement. Uh Again, you're replacing like a legend. Yeah. And that's going to be kind of hard. Yeah. But again, I mean, but everybody loves the band. People would like to go see that, experience that for themselves. But again, it's not. It's not, Look, you know, not, it's not it's, the legend. I'm not saying it's impossible to replace a really uh, well-known or even iconic lead singer in metal because we, we have plenty of examples of that working and them continuing to tour and people liking it and being okay with it. I'm going to say we have plenty of examples of it working, but not... True working true let me, and let it, me just say there's levels it's, of never, it. the it's never the same it's never you the know? same it's never the same anyways my point is is that we we have examples of that it's possible but it's rare it rarely 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 ever turns out the way that we want it to it's not what you want it's not the same you know it's like getting back together with an ex you're well, like it's fun for like the first hour and then you're like oh yeah yeah but then meanwhile everyone else is like you're getting back together with your ex <laughs> yeah. what are you doing yeah. Let, let's talk about it do the songs matter more than the people behind them at a certain point when they're members involved no no no. so the people behind the songs mean more to you guys yes yes and that's the thing i mean Mm. you know when you're replacing somebody or else i'd be throwing my panties on stage when that old guy at karaoke does acdc songs you know you mean prince yeah (laughs) how do you get them off is what i want to know do you got to take your whole pants off do you take scissors clip them on the sides and on the bottom then rip them out i played softball so we're very good at undressing without undressing oh dude it's right here (laughs) when you have to undress on the school bus tits are dope hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i guess my point like that's my point though is like i'm gonna put that if, if you pass before me I'm gonna put dope, hell yeah. dope, your wife's hell yeah. gonna be like dude don't don't no it's what, what he would have wanted it's a dope hell yeah i can take you back to the metal sucks episode where he clearly stated <laughs> that tits are dope. what he wanted
<laughs> Anyways, I don't think so. I don't think that I I'm, I'm never like, oh, yeah, it feels the same. It's not you're chasing a feeling you're not going to have. I think sometimes when you do and that's this. a good point. That's that's the point. You're chasing a feeling that you're never going to have. And you're and you're missing out on that connection you would have with the person yeah. that actually wrote the wrote the song, who put all the feeling into the song. Now, granted, hey, new, new lead singer is going to come along. He's going to have his own feeling that he puts into the song. I've seen people cry when they do covers. I mean, it's like sometimes it happens, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. But I'm just saying you have to have an incredible. Incredibly ta- you have to have somebody who's so talented on their own right that they have their own reputation and almost iconic and Josh, vibe to and, bring in. And Joshua Michael has that. From He's from Witherfall, if you guys don't know, but he's a, a fantastic singer. And I mean, after a while, it does work. After a while, you're like, hey, I, I don't I don't remember Allison Chains with Lane Staley, as crazy as that sounds. No, right. that's never. You would never say okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> when I see them live, as many times as I've seen them live since they come back, and it's the music like, they've I put out. I just want to see that band. Yeah. Well, it's live. almost I don't like, want to, I don't want to sound well, disrespectful, they, but that's the, how the it's music they've put out. Bands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the music they've put out with William Duvall has been great. Excellent. I mean, it's been really good music. I'm yeah. not going to say it's, it's, I, I'm not going to, it's hard to compare the two bands. This is, I guess what we're saying is this is something you cannot half-ass at all. You have to hundred percent do it correctly, do it right, do everything to the best of the ability with everyone involved. And it has to be the right um, combination has yeah. to be the right combination of people. Next story, not death related. Oh, knock on God. wood, guys. Good. All right, knock on wood. Oh, Let's get us. I'm going to have Jocelyn defend the shit out of this. But Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> is ma- managing his pain currently with CBD. Now, Pete over here at the Metal Sucks Podcast, for anybody that doesn't know, I think CBD is like a snake oil. I think it's garbage. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried it? No, I have, and I still think it's garbage. I feel like it's it's like putting Icy Hot on you, and you're like, oh, it feels good for a second, and it doesn't do anything. Out here in Vegas, weed is legal, so now CBD is in everything. When you go to the gym, you can get a CBD shake. I think that... Uh, that's, I, that's pushing it. I'm telling you, dude, it's everywhere. There's a store next to my house now called CBD, like a drive-thru. I can get CBD burgers, right? I'm kind of like, dude, CBD's garbage. Jocelyn, go. Uh, my entire life, I've had severe panic attacks. I've been hospitalized. I've been ambulanced out of work. God damn and, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, most recent hospitalization, I went to fucking Sunrise Hospital here in Las Vegas. Shout out to the worst hospital in Vegas. Worst fucking hospital in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so I've been using CBD oil for two years. I have arthritis, too. I have early onset arthritis from I was a did weightlifting and dance in high school and I had a lot of bad injuries because I didn't take care of myself because I was a little rock and roll punk ass so I would like hurt myself and be like fuck the doctor that's for squares and like yeah. now I'm 31 and I have arthritis yeah, so you're like I'm a stupid person <laughs> yeah I was so, I'm dumb. so much pain well when weed went legal I started being able to get really high quality CBD oil I take them every day I have since had very manageable anxiety very manageable arthritis pain it's a natural anti-inflammatory which is why you see it all over the place it's like ibuprofen I will it's say it's ibuprofen this. that your body body has natural receptors for so it works a little bit better now i will say this uh i recently stopped doing weed like all the time i have like one day a week where my wife lets me hit the vape is that what you call it doing weed now doing doing the weed (laughs) doing Doing the weed doing doing smoking the grass i bet i bet you did the weed today that's where you came up with tits or dope dope. dope. are you kidding me bro That, that came straight from my soul dude no weed needed Actually, I took a little CBD. That was part CBD. No, <laughs> a little, no. little snake oil. In yeah, your a little system. snake oil. No, I, my thing is, is uh, you know, when I quit, when I quit, you know, I quit for like a month and I wasn't sleeping. I mean, you guys remember there was one time we yeah. tried to record a Metal Sucks episode, and I mean, it was, I was like two days no, no sleep, sleep, and I came in like a complete fucking zombie. 
And uh, it just, it, you know, I, I totally dropped the ball in that one episode. But it was just one of those things where uh, people were like, you know, and the thing is, is when you say you quit weed or whatever, everybody that does smoke weed, they're just like, oh, try CBD, try this. Oh, dude, you're missing out. So I did, and it didn't work, like, at all. Like, for me, it Not didn't at work at all. Yeah. So. So again, like if you're going through something like what Jocelyn was going through, maybe maybe I was just getting the low quality shit. Maybe well, that's you know. the thing with CBD oil too is that like you have to be careful. You have to understand the source. It's just like buying food. You know, like you can call things CBD. Like things can be called organic, right? But they're not necessarily organic. They can slap that label right. on it if they hit certain parameters. It's the same thing with CBD oil. They can call shit CBD oil that's basically just boiled down fucking weed. Like you right. have to get like good quality CBD oil that comes from flour that comes from like an actual real I, I buy local shit i buy from the local dispensaries okay in other words your friend no no <laughs> well, i don't think no. are friends no yeah. no 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 when she says i'm buying local she's like i kind of go under the table <laughs> no, no, no 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 oh that's yeah. what i thought too we have, like, we, i know a guy i know a guy i know that a guy. has cbd in a basement <laughs> dude let me tell you something next to it's meth this anti-inflammatory <laughs> is fantastic <laughs> all right it works for ozzy it works for jocelyn yeah. and brandon are both like uh bullshit so moving on. Yeah, it's no surprise that the cynics who don't believe the thing works doesn't work for. But <laughs> the power of the mind, my friend. Jocelyn, we that's all... what I'm saying. The power of the dude. See, even if, it. Even the if power it is, of the even mind. if it is a placebo effect and it makes people better, who gives a shit? You're right. You're right about that. But I at guess, the same I, time, we'll though, but if, I'm dropping, but if I'm dropping <laughs> right. 60 bucks for a placebo effect and I find out that it's only a placebo, then I'm going to be kind of a little upset. It's not upset. a placebo effect. Studies are showing I know. I'm, that it's I'm just saying. Not, I'm but. just saying. Well, and Ozzy doing? Osbourne has vouched for it. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. It's Ozzy <laughs> and Jocelyn. I we're so old. I don't know what he's even <laughs> yeah. like. Why is why it's so, Ozzy just and Jocelyn edible? In, a, in a lab coat doing the... <laughs> they're like, <laughs> we found the results that we got. We I cannot write down the results because I have no idea what he's saying. Exactly. <laughs> Professor Ozzy, what do you say about the CBD? <laughs> I can feel it in my toes. <laughs> I feel it in my toes on the way. That's not Ozzy. No, it's, hey it's, man. it's John Lennon. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah, Imagine man. if CBD. I'm not going to fuck with yeah. Imagine. I'm sorry. Don't. Don't. Somebody who I highly recommend, moving on to the next story, does not go the CBD route. That would be the badass of the week gojira guitarist christian andro he got burned in the face by pyro and still finished the show fuck eyebrows yeah and f he doesn't need cbd that's metal yeah. as fuck that's metal dude, as that fuck dude is what i'm talking about getting can you imagine getting burned in the face and then having to keep telling jokes yeah no shit like <laughs> big old fucking flame goes out. oh fuck everyone was just like sigh oh my god did you just see what happened brandon just lost his face and then you're and like, like so let me tell you about my dick <laughs> <laughs> so metal yeah, man exactly he got blasted in the face by a 10 foot flame <gasps> wow towards the end of the song when they were playing uh -oh. stranded what degree is his burns well i don't know about all those little details but we're like, talking to we're talking about it, it can't be that bad here's the deal i remember one time years it can't ago, be that bad i'm gonna tell you no. i remember one time years ago my stepdad uh we had a boat when we came out to vegas and we realized oh wait we're poor out here so <laughs> He had to sell the boat a little bit later. In Toledo, Ohio, we were, were fucking balling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm Vegas rich. It's a completely different animal. So we came out here and uh, we brought the boat and he was working on uh, the engine. There was something going on with the engine. Anyway, though, long story short, a fucking f ball of flame 
shot in his face and burnt, like singed his hair, burn his eyebrows off. I mean, he looked just like Roger Waters did in, uh, in Pink Floyd, The Wall. Remember when he cut his eye? And kind of <laughs> shaved his head. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, whoa. He came out and he just like, and I couldn't tell if he was like extra excited or just didn't or wasn't excited. It was like, I couldn't. <laughs> Not having eyebrows really fucks the whole yeah, facial I mean, expression game dude, up. Dude, <laughs> I'm just saying, grab a Sharpie, fill him in temporarily. But yeah, and the only difference is, but the thing is, is it didn't like burn him. It just singed his it Yeah, just but these stage pyros are yes. hot yes hot i have been on video shoots i will not reveal what video i was in because it's highly embarrassing but i was been on video shoots where there's pyro and i was 10 feet away from the pyro was it crazy town it was <laughs> not crazy town <laughs> no it was the early 90s they weren't letting chubby chicks on tv yet um so uh-uh. we haven't crossed that barrier <laughs> i was literally 10 feet away from the pyro and i could i could smell the hair on my arm burning yeah 10 feet away. So he had to be way closer than that. And your face, your face. Yeah. But I think it's always, it goes like this. Did the flame burn in his, uh, did it it like catch fire on his face or did it just go and then it was over? Like if it caught fire, you know, like then it would be like yeah, super if it was bad. Super metal. Yeah. He was just like Ghost Rider. Yeah, no like, shit. Yeah, he's just like go for just it. Just a skull on yeah. fire. Johnny Blaze. <laughs> Good yeah. for you, man. Good for you. You are a fucking badass. That's what I'm talking about. You you earned badass of the week right there. Bunker yeah, Rick. I don't think there's a bad thing about Gojira ever said ever in the metal community. And no, especially that's true. now. Add this now. Especially yeah. now. Now I, this is like lore. This is going to be like in ten years. It's going to be like you remember that time the Gojira guitarist like fought off a whole army. Yeah, I remember one <laughs> time. Every time Axel he does an interview, he's going to. Have to answer that question. What was it like getting burned in the face? Well, it was it cool. Sucked. It, was, it, was cool. <laughs> it sucked, but I was right in the middle of my solo, and these people paid ten dollars for a ticket. I couldn't let them Aww, down. Pay more than ten dollars. I highly okay. doubt they paid. Yeah, twenty <laughs> bucks, thirty, forty. Jesus, you're going back to the nineties. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, tickets are like stuck. sixty dollars now. I'm stuck. I'm when stuck did they sing them at the knitting factory? Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. And the next story we want to t- cover, guys, just in case you haven't heard, scientists from Stanford. They created a sound so loud it instantly boils water. This, my friend, is going to be a plot to like an Avengers movie underwater. Yeah. What's well, Aquaman? This is an Aquaman plot. Yeah, this is like I def- have to hit this button and sound boils all the Dude, water. Dude, it's of the Sonic ocean. Death Ray shit. Ooh, That's exactly Sonic what it is. Sonic Death Ray shit. Sonic Death Ray shit. Titties are dope. No, tits this, are dope, this not feels- <laughs> titties. Oh, just one. I understand there's weapons <laughs> applications here, but it feels like such a useless study. <laughs> like it feels fucking a. That's so what I was gonna come to. Fucking useless. Like who? What scientist was like? This is what boggles me about these like these dissertations and like these doctorate and and masters candidates is they'll come up with these wild ass shit where like you're like i'm gonna try and boil water with sound what's Go gonna happen explain- what's gonna happen what's gonna happen when gojira is up on stage and sound burns his face <laughs> you know, now it's like dude turn it down just put it on 10 don't put it on 11 let, right. let me break this down for you guys imagine you got you're, you're a dude or, or whatever and you have a significant other there and you want to impress this person i like or what a dude or whatever or whatever <laughs> Or a dude, let's just say you're a dude or Pete's a second very, class citizen. Pete's very accepting, but also a misogynist. <laughs> I, I, think, I think I just, I think everything she said is true. And I, I have to just run with it. I'm very accepting, but a misogynist. Just a dude or I, whatever. I I'll accept that. I'll take the hate mail. It's true. Yeah. Or whatever those gashes are called. Yeah. I didn't say gashes. Yeah. Now, some, you're, now you're putting words in his mouth. Said now you're putting others. sounds in his mouth. How dare I as a gash put words in his mouth. <laughs> female whatever significant other that's what whatever represents okay and you're like hey man i'm not trying to let's 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 watch this movie let's watch 13 going on 30 together let me make you some tea right 
and you say, I want to like poke so oh, many holes in this imaginary on, table. On, on. You're not 13. there yet. You're yeah. not there yet. Yeah, we're, we're going Jennifer Garner and rom coms. Yeah. That's where and we're at. Tea? Yeah. Just check it out. Let's watch. Uh, you're watching 29 dresses. Oh, okay. Check it out. Yeah. And you have a, a radio right next to there. And you put the, the tea pot right there and you hit play. Poof. And it's boiled. Right. Do you know what also That's would the boil? The liquid in her brain. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You would no, no, no. kill her. I don't think you could just like no, no, no. choose where to boil the water. Yeah, buy there gash. Is, yeah. The only thing that's going to boil the liquid in her brain is 13 going on 30. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That will do it. Is watching Jennifer Garner on television. And you know what? Might I add, made in uh, Manhattan. Yeah. Also hey, dating hey, a guy hey. who would put that movie on and then offer her tea. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, this is all rape. Yeah, what was this? It's not rape at all. She's just never going to come. Nothing about that. Sounds like she's put the CBD in night. there and we'll. <laughs> yeah, let's put some CBD in your tea. So let's, let's get you. This will prevent, prevent the brain from being melted. It's the CBD, it's the miracle cure. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, shit's stupid. Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> is. Study shit like how to cure cancer, guys. Stop no, it. No, are you kidding me? My what thing is, is wrong with you? No, no, no. Look, if you find. Guys, if guys, you, if guys. You can find, if, if, if scientists have discovered a way to boil water using different ways, that's amazing science. It really is. This was just a college kid who didn't want to wait for his cup of noodles. I don't want that's to argue about science, love. guys. I don't want to argue about science. Don't ever think it's not a good time. If you do think you. it's a good time, it's a, a good time is a, a good, good time. time. A bad time is a bad time. And a wonderful time is irreplaceable. Hell yeah. Thank you. Let's jump into our interview right now. <laughs> VP forever. <laughs> Johnny Davey, Serpent of Gnosis. Let's fucking go. Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Petter with the Metal Sucks Podcast. On the phone, I got Johnny Davey from Serpent of Gnosis. And the new album, As I Drink from the Infinite Well of Inebriation, is coming out June 14th. Johnny, let's talk about the origin of Serpent of Gnosis. When did the project start for you? Serpent of Gnosis. Uh, well, um, I haven't done anything in a little bit of time. Uh, the last record I did was uh, Sun Eater with Joffrey Cowboy, and I think it came out in 2014. So I had a little bit of a long gap of me just kind of twiddling my thumbs. But I think uh, Al, Al Glassman, the guitarist, he's really good friends with Darren. Uh, I think currently he's still technically the drummer of Deeds of Flesh. I, I don't really know what the status is, um, obviously, with the death of their guitar player. But they just kind of put it together, and Al just rounded up his friends to fill in the gaps. We, we recorded everything at home. Finally here. Finally. Excellent. So you just mentioned the project was the first new music from you in five years. Was there a point where creating wasn't fun anymore, or is it more of a, a scheduling and getting like older thing? Absolutely scheduling. A bunch of things have popped up on my plate, but it seems to just fell through over and over, just scheduling conflicts. So it was really cool just to get back with some of the guys and just put, write some music together. So just nice. a fun time. Nice, dude. And that's what it's about, dude, is the fun. And, and we, you brought up Sun Eater and uh, with Job for the Cowboys' last record. Now, that was, as we mentioned, five years ago, but you guys did not tour on that record. Am I mistaken on that? We played one show. We did a world tour on with one show. <laughs> we, we played uh, at some festival in Canada. I can't remember what the festival was called off the top of my head. But, yeah, we only... We've only played one show since that album release. Sun Eater got it got really great acclaim and all that stuff, but I understand as as life gets older and and things like that happen, I, I do think about that with a lot of bands that I grew up loving, like Job for a Cowboy. That 
is it difficult to do it just part-time because the machine is just so larger than that? Part-time? Um, what did happen? I get asked that a lot. You know, I, I think the sometimes it does come down to money. Uh, the, the money in the band, I mean, it, it's definitely a profit that we were able to live off of, but it's just a consistent issue. You know, something could happen on tour where you come home with uh, a significant amount of less money. So just that inconsistency had, um, I guess, had some guys a little wary. Uh, with that being said, you know, some of the guys, like myself, went to school, got a degree, just just had backup plans just because as you get older, you know, mo- money is a pretty important thing as you get older as an adult. So with, with it being inconsistent, not necessarily inconsistent, just, just not knowing when or how much, you know, it's not, it's not like you have a salary wage where every year you're making the same amount. It, it varies drastically every year. So I, I think that's why we kind of stepped aside and put everything on pause. Um, I think, was that the root of the question? Am I going on a giant tangent right now? No, you nailed it. I think that w- that was pretty much the root. It was just like the, um, because I personally don't understand how bands can do it at a certain point. Like that's where I was kind of going with is that even if you're popular, like, um, and you have a, a good fan base, the money aspect, like you were just mentioning, if it, if the industry is hurting, what what can bands do? They can't take five years to fluctuate. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because you can and as a human. It's funny, like, uh, I think Periphery, Misha had this same conversation at a pretty popular podcast recently as well. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. But Ollie's podcast, it, right? Um, it was that yeah, one? yeah, yes, that's I heard, I saw this one, yes. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, you get older, once you start creeping into your 30s, uh, it's really hard just to reach a consistent level where you know every year you're going to be okay, I guess. I mean, and, and I know we would have been fine. It's just, you just never know. So uh, I think to be a smart adult, it's just better to be safe than sorry. Um, especially if, you know, dudes want to start having families um, or just have just a more steady, consistent lifestyle. Yeah. It's tough, man. I, I see so many new bands always popping up. And especially now where the metal scene and genre is kind of bad, it seems to be a little bit of a nut lately. But it just seems to be there's such a, a dry spell or for for bands to really break out. I, I was having a conversation, I mean, prior to this, and when, when people were talking about it, I was like, I know Slipknot broke out back in the day, and then the next band I thought of was you guys. I go, you guys broke out. But, I mean, I remember, I'm in Las Vegas, but I remember, and you, you guys were in Arizona, and the scene, the whole city was behind Job for a Cowboy to break you guys out, it seemed like from you know someone in the west coast area was that how you kind of remember it back then but i haven't seen that in 10 years 12 years i don't know how long it's been you know um i i guess you could say that i mean it's uh i I was thinking about it earlier considering uh, i knew i was going to talk about this with you Mm. during this conversation um we started so young i was you know 15 16 writing riffs at my friend's mom's house and uh you know we're still in school we're just weekend warriors playing every show we can on the weekend and 
whenever we could, we'd drive out to California or Texas or New Mexico, and it just kind of expanded from there. We just we just honestly hustled quite a bit when I think about it. We were at it nonstop, and to me, I'd, I'd like to assume that was a big aspect of where we, how we got where we were. Obviously, Internet's a big part of it. Um, we hit the right time and the sweet spot when everything was exploding with, with, with MySpace and um, everything else that comes with it. So um, a lot of it's just timing. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's cliche to say, all the bands always say it, but that's really is a big aspect of it. Cliche or not, that's the truth. I mean, timing is everything, I think, in any art form or to, to find an audience. You know, I think it's super important. Um, but also, like, I think you said it, is that there's a, there's, a, there's a point where you have to hustle as an artist. And if I'm wrong, just let me know. You have to hustle. That's part of the game. That's part of the routine. But there's a point as an adult where you're like, no, I don't, I don't have to hustle anymore. I have to make a, a solid living. And, and that's where it kind of has to shift one way or the other. Is that, is that kind of a fair thing? For artists in general, I'm not talking directly about you, but from your experience, do you think that's fair? Uh, I, I definitely think the hustling can slow down once you're a little more established, but I mean, I'm, we've always tried to go nonstop. I mean, I, the amount I've toured over the years was kind of astronomical when I look back at it. I mean, bands are obviously are still doing it, but, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd say that's completely fair to say. Yeah. That's me. Like I, I struggle with the hustle. Like I was like, I don't want to hustle anymore. I just want a steady what? paycheck. Why are you so lazy? Why am I? <laughs> get it, get it together, man. Because there's a part of you, right, where you're like, I don't want to, like, because you have to. When you're hustling, you got to like look at me, look at me. You kind of have to represent you. But what? are you trying to retire now? What's going on? I want, I want to retire it uh, before I'm 40. I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> the other thing that I, I did want to to talk about, we're, and we're going to go back to the new record, Serpent of Gnosis. Now. When you have an established style, like Job for a Cowboy, do you take that in consideration when doing music, or you're just like, I'm going to do what's fun, or do you think that you have to meet those fans' expectations as well? Uh, just, just whatever's fun. Whatever you know, gets my interest kind of moving around and twinkling in the sky, um, I don't put too much thought into it in that regard. You can look at the band with Job for a Cowboy. It's, it's kind of an ever-evolving thing. You look at the first EP to where it ended up at Sun Eater, it's drastically a different band. So, and kind of every record's a, quite a bit different. Because you said you started so young with uh, with Doom, the first EP, and then um, with each stage, was that part of just growing up, do you think it was, and finding your guys' sound, or wanting to do something different? We never really had much intent to wanting to sound different. It's just... That, that's something I got asked a lot before with how the, the record sounds, all, all the records sounding a bit different and changing. No, we just, we never put too much thought into it. Just, just whatever the stuff we enjoyed and listened to at the time kind of influences us. And we just put that into the band. It's, I mean, if, if I really wanted to make a ton of money and be in a particular spot where I'd be super safe and secure with, uh, you know, being in the music industry, I would have, put my foot down with everyone in the band and been like, listen, we need to write the Doom EP six times. Damn it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Damn it. But, um, we, we didn't do that obviously. And, um, which is, which is great 
for me. Uh, I, I would have lost complete interest early, and I'm sure a lot of the other dudes would have as well. The, the name of the new record, As I Drink from the Infinite Well of Inebriation, is it's, it's a little fun, a little tongue-in-cheek, I'm assuming. Um, but yes. uh, that's something that I think there's always been a humor element with, your, with you and your bands and stuff like that. How important is that to you? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tongue-in-cheek, like you said. Um, not, not really. I, I guess anything, if, if we can get a, a... A lot of things that we do start off as a joke, almost. And um, I think that's how we pitch things to each other. We're kind of joking around, um, kind of feel the water. I, I think it's a self-conscious maybe sort of thing where you kind of feel the water. You know when you tell your girlfriend or something and you kind of joke around about it first and just to, just to feel the waters, just to see how they'll react to it? Uh, I guess you could say it's kind of like that where if something sticks, we just kind of roll with it, but we kind of go about it in a joking way if that if that makes any sense absolutely i did that with you on the job for the cowboy question but you got me you caught me i, I went in too early yeah. right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so, on this record what is the biggest chance that you guys think you took musically uh i don't i don't feel like we did it all <laughs> <laughs> taking chances no this is this is kind of alan glassman's record he this is kind of his forte, kind of more death grind style music, and you know we don't we don't really do that a whole lot in Job for a Cowboy Mm-mm. in regards to that genre. But for him, it's just easy. He just pumps it right out. He could he could write this sort of music all day long. So it, it was really fun putting this all together and just seeing how fast it came together. It was, it's something we didn't really get to see with with my other bands. I feel like vocally there was some new noises coming out of you. Did you have to try some? Whoa! Is that, well, yeah. is, is that crazy to say? <laughs> no, no. No, I, I guess so. I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old uh-huh. or what. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it, it's, been a, it, it's been a minute since I've tracked anything down vocally, and that's just kind of how it came out. But the big question is, are you guys going to tour? Are you guys going to do things like that with this kind of band? Or is it kind of just going to be similar to like the experience we had as fans with Sun Eater? Um, I, I wouldn't say we'd do anything full-out touring. I mean, for Christ's sake, you look at the Black Dimer. They're mm. just nonstop machines. So just trying to get Max involved in anything, uh, Max, who plays bass and serpent of gnosis and the black armor would just be almost impossible so but but i don't know i'll I, i'll like i do with anything i just never say never never can i bring up the the van picture when you guys burned the van yeah we didn't burn it i don't know why you're <laughs> thinking we purposely set a a, a a van to the flames a giant ablaze in front of a house it seems a little dangerous uh i don't so that van was our old touring van, we had for years and years. Her name was Bertha. I miss her a lot. She smelled horrible. Uh, it's we've had seen a lot of good times and bad times together, but it just burst the flames in front of uh, Alan Glassman's house. I think it was in, in the Boston area back then. And um, like I said, we're we're sad to see her go. It just burst. Did, did anybody do like an investigation, or it was just? Yeah, I, d- oh. I don't remember what oh. the specifics were. Um, it does look a little suspicious. I do agree. 
So maybe I just never got the full story from Al because uh, I wasn't there. Because I remember when I saw the picture, I was like, I think I thought it was fake, but everybody verified that it was real. And um, no, yeah, no, that was that was real. I, I, it's, it's funny. A lot of people make it like it was a ritual that it was the end for Jopper or Cowboy. We just burnt her van to flames somewhere. But no, I don't. I don't remember the details on that. It was um, rather odd, to say the least. <laughs> I was one of those people. <laughs> I took it as yeah. so I was like, oh, they're not touring anymore. That's what I took it out. Not the end musically. <laughs> but that's going back to that. I wish more bands, when they got older, because of the way the music industry is, is that we can just expect records without tours. Um, I know that's not, it's probably not cost effective or smart or like maybe putting in all that effort into an album and not being able to play those songs live isn't worth it. Um, labels, labels definitely do not like that. If you're going to put out a record, you better tour on it. Oh, that makes sense too. See, there you yeah. go. There, there's the aspect I didn't get at. And then self putting it out again, that's going to be very, uh, maybe costly or hard to do, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, oh man, the industry, it's always got its business side to it that the fans ignore. <laughs> like, and I tend to, I tend to ignore it. I just, I just want a shadows fall record. Don't tour. I don't care guys. Do what you want. Just put one out, you know, let me get, yeah, some- there's, you know? There's a lot of bands out there, and it's weird. It seems like a lot of bands are coming back just this past year. Hmm. Like, is it, I don't, I didn't get a memo or anything. It seems like every week another band's trying to make a comeback. Timing, right? It's, maybe it's yeah. just maybe the kids are at like ten and eleven, and they don't like them anymore. <laughs> They're like, you know, you're not as fun as when you were four. So I'm just gonna go tour. <laughs> you know, like maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe they're yeah, you know gonna... the, the TV screens their babysitter, and they're like, forget it. I'm gonna go do something else. You never know. It's just to <laughs> be popping up left and right. Yeah. So, but I mean, a, a reunion, a tour, stuff like that. When there's a demand, uh, I'm assuming again that the money is gonna, the offers are gonna be almost too hard to turn down, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, oh. I don't know. I think you will one day, Johnny. I think you will. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, definitely. Jopper Cabo still gets offers all the time, and um, it's it's kind of cool that there's always been a demand since we released Sun Eater, and it does kind of, you know, it's like a punch in the gut knowing that we can't really make the stars align right now to to really make anything happen, but. You know, you never know. Like I said, never say never. No, no. I, I believe that, like you said, the timing's got to be right. Do you miss touring or do you just miss the stage? Oh, I I, I love touring. Um, I, it, it has its downsides, like anything. It turns into a job, but it's an awesome job. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like an old lost friend. Is it like but, is it like a bicycle? Do you think like if you were to jump back on it, you'd be like, I know everything already, or do you think it's changed so much? No, I mean we uh, we played that show. I think we played the show. So we released Sun Eater, I think, in 2014, and then we played a show a year and a half afterwards. But we haven't played a show since 2013. So there's like a two year gap that we haven't played a show. You know, our, our um, luxurious world tour of one show, and yeah, it's like riding a bike. Um, you know, uh, Charn, John Rice played with us, yeah. and he's always been a long-time drummer back in the day. So it's just like a, it's like putting on an old pair of socks. <laughs> nice, dude. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been everywhere now. I know he was with Behemoth when I saw him last. I wasn't even aware. 
um, out here, but he was playing with them for a while. I think just filling in, if I'm not mistaken. But um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, I saw him in the Arizona show. We hung out for a little bit when he was down here. I just love the the I guess the honest approach of of the difficulties and then the sacrifices that artists have to make. You know, in order. It's not one person. It's a, it's a team of five, six, seven. I don't know how many people go on the road exactly. But um, with us, with us, it'd usually be seven. Seven. And that's seven different lives at the age of like 30, figuring out everything, whether it be kids, jobs, time off, mortgages, rent, all those things to get out there for the fans. You know, I want fans to think about that so they don't miss shows, you know, don't miss these shows, yeah. you know, it's, it's, or just, just buy some merch or something. I mean, it's a beautiful thing and easy thing to do when you're in your twenties. And, but as you get older, it's, there's just so many other, um, there's, there's just so many speed bumps and, and holes in the road that, that you never really thought of when you were younger, but it's, it's being an adult and you know, you, um, you have to make some money. Yeah. You're an adult. Not saying not saying that we didn't, but like I said, it just you just you never know how much and when. That was the issue. Exactly. Responsibility. Yeah. That's like you said, being an adult. But what are your mm-hmm. priorities as a musician at this stage in your career? My priorities as a musician as at this point as of this point is I've always had fun with it. It's still a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing the Super Gnosis record. I guess just try to put out the best stuff that you can. Try to keep switching it up. Don't get bored with it. You know, I, I want to keep improving. I think the main priority is just to enjoy with what you're doing. I, I mean, it's always been that way. I, I know when we're in the band, um, being in a band can be a little bit of a job, but it's still so much fun uh, being creative with other guys, with some of your best friends. And at, at this point in time, my only priority is just to try, uh, if I associate myself with anything, just just to put out things that don't suck. That's about it. It's my only concern. That's my only worry. Uh, I, I think that you're going to easily make that. But you did say that uh, you know Al Glassman can put out these death grind records like every year. Now, what if he sent out you know songs all the time? Would you, would you guys just put out a record every year? Because since your priority is kind of the music and the output at this point, would you, would you be down for something like that? Possibly. Um, I, I mean, to be realistic, I, I doubt it'd be every year. Um, mm. Other guys have other projects, and, um, but to be honest, he totally could. So um, I know we have some other projects that works with some of the other guys. I have a couple other things that might fall through, might not, and it's just always a big question mark. You never know. So just real quick, you, you got a great mu- musical legacy fantastic fan base with job job for a cowboy what record that you put out with that band i know it's like all your babies but which one were you most proudest to get in the hands of your fans oh uh without a doubt sun eater um that's when we just really just went all in with it and um it's a big pretty big fan favorite at this point it's, it's really kind of surprising um, I mean, you just never know what the reaction will be when you release music. There's always a bunch of anxiety and tension right before you release something. Um, and just, just to still hear a bunch of feedback today is, is cool. It's much, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, me, D- Gloom, and Sun Eater are the ones I always want to hear. But Sun Eater was such, like, a, you know, it was just a fantastic record, but it also, you know, it was just a, a grown-up 
kind of like a growth for you guys. It was really cool. And I know Nick did say in an interview that you guys did write some other stuff, maybe to follow that up. Uh, I think in 2017, it was a while back, but he did say there that, is there is stuff floating around. There are some JFAC demos floating around after that. Yes. Mm. And now so. at this point with the five year break between records, would you guys release an EP or would you only want to put out a full length? I, I easily just want to do a full length if we were to do it again. Um, I don't know. I, I, no real specific reason. I guess I just, to me, I've just always appreciated, you know, the full length. It's always just seems like a bigger deal than an EP. So without a doubt, a full length. Nice. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. There's a few EPs. We did a best EP of all time episode and there was a, just a few that, and every, every one that we did, like our number one was Jar of Flies by Alice in Chains. And mm-hmm. it, it's like you don't even realize it is an EP. It's it's a, it's a hard, yeah. it's a hard art form uh, to, to, yeah. to get to. But uh, I'll tell you right now, Gloom Man. I mean, I don't know. I listen to that a lot, so that's one of my one of my top ones. And that's and that's the whole thing is that um, you guys never got to play those songs really live. Did you play it on that one world tour, that one show in Montreal, or was it Montreal? Yes, on our on our giant world tour. I think it was Montreal. I I can't remember. Sorry um, about that, yeah. Yeah, world tour. We played, uh, I think, a handful of songs off of Sun Eater. I think we played uh, four tracks off the record, if I remember correctly. And a lot of bands are playing albums in their entirety. If so, if you had to play one from start to finish, would that be the one that you'd want to do? Yeah, that, that, we argued about it quite a bit for that show to play the whole record all the way through. But it just would have been a little too time-consuming for us mm. at the time, just having to learn all those songs and. All the old songs that we've played, you know, God knows how many times in the past from all the other records, we didn't even practice. We just pretty much went up there and played those. So I think I think we did a day and a half of practice before that show, after that two-year hiatus. Um, Muscle memory. But Yeah, it, it really is. It's, it's kind of horrifying <laughs> that I've spent that much time doing that. And all the other guys are in the same boat. We can just pick it up that easily. Nice, dude. And so, yeah, Sun Eater, man, if, if you guys haven't checked it out out there, listeners, make sure you guys pick that record up. It is it is a phenomenal one. I'm so happy to hear that that was the answer I wanted you to give, but I wasn't sure. I was hoping for it. <laughs> Serpent of Gnosis is what we're here to talk about. That's what we're here to promote. I just want to tell everybody one more time, As I Drink from the Infinite Well of Inebriation is out June 14th. Excited to hear the new track that you guys are going to put out pretty soon. And as we mentioned, man, there could be a tour. There could not be. It's it's early on in the process. We're not worried about it. I'm just excited that you're having fun doing music and that you're thinking about the fans and you're getting stuff back out there and stuff like that. So, uh, Johnny, with that, man, wanted to talk to you for years. So I'm extremely excited about the interview, man. I really appreciate you calling in. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. Sucks Podcast.
And we are back, guys. First song you heard is off the record. As I drink from the infinite well of inebriation, which is out June 14th. First song you heard, Perigs. Paroximal Dance. Second song, also by Servant of Gnosis, The Carless Capsule. And the third song you guys heard is the new track from Cult of Luna. That track is called The Silent Man. Their new album does not have an official release date yet, but we can expect it sometime this year. And that song made me happy, so I wanted to share it with all you guys. I love how metal bands are using like uh, word of the day calendar type shit to title their songs and music. They've been doing that for two decades. It's like, wow, I'm man. I'm like, oh, there needs to be like a Metal Mad Libs book because we could totally God. do it. If somebody is creative enough to make that, like a Metal Mad Libs book would be hilarious. I'm loving it. I love it too. And with that, guys, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews we keep seeing on iTunes. Our numbers keep growing. Everything's going so positive and well. You guys are the reason behind it. Your word of mouth, your support. We are forever grateful. Thank you guys so much for that. And also thank you guys all for everybody that's checking out Rise to Offend, the other podcasts. This week we are doing Old Dirty Bastards. So if you want to hear white guys talk about <laughs> a gangster rapper. He's not a gangster and rapper. A girl. And, and a girl. And a girl. White guy. White Fucking people. Misogynist. And I'll, I will give you a heads up right now. We sound white as fuck. Oh, my <laughs> dad, do we ever. Oh, my the dad. Metal, <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.